Back, well, no, not back. Starting the Tom Dupree Show. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. And this is Jerry Douglas. And this trucks guy that I guess he was Butch Trucks' son. He's in the Tedeschi Trucks band. There's a Susan Tedeschi. I think she's the vocalist, maybe. It's kind of a continuation of the Allman Brothers. And, of course, this song, Little Martha, from uh, the uh, Eat a Peach album of the Allman Brothers, which came out, I think, in 1973. It was an incredible album. But that's Little Martha. And let, Jerry Douglas, of course, been on hundreds of albums in Nashville. All right, I'm going to have to sort of pot this down because I'm using... This is another thing about technology these days. Uh, you don't... Uh, you can do everything on your phone. And Going to read a scripture for us? <laughs> that's the idea. That's good. John chapter 9. Oh, and I can decide which translation I want to use, which is the English standard version. I'm an ESV snob. This is the book of John. It's the ninth chapter. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. That He is Jesus. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents that made him born blind. Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with his saliva. Boy, you got to have a lot of spit to be able to make mud out of it. Sure, he didn't have a mouthful of root beer or something. Uh wonder what they had for root beer back then. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Now, this is a really odd scripture because he goes through all these gyrations before he heals the guy. And he basically says, you know, the fact that this guy was born blind had nothing to do with the fact that his parents screwed something up and got punished by having a blind son. This was essentially a, a, a flaw in his physical character that may have been ordained from before the beginning of time so that one day his healing would show the power of God, and for some reason, lest it become too spiritualized, Jesus says, I'm going to spit down here in this mud and wipe it on your eyes, and you're going to say, how on earth would that make my eyes 
healed. And then you got to go over to this certain pool and wash it off. Now, if that's not odd and sort of non, uh, by the book, if you will, I don't know what it, what is. We've come through a period in this country where we've been told that the book says you do it this way, and that book is science. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, what is science? Missy, you know, got any ideas about science? I mean, you know, you're... You, I know you got opinions on this. Well, I like this article that you shared with me that, um, you know. It's written by my friend Dave Warren, W-A-R-N. His website is called Forerunners of America. It's called Why Christians Must Use Discernment When Following Science and the Data. And I, I like the quote that it had in there. It said, people believe almost anything if it's dressed up in the name of science. They will. Won't even question it if you say it's in the science. And I think that the cautionary piece of this article, which I appreciated, was that um, science can be used to mask, mask an agenda, that yeah. the data can be massaged a little bit, or that you can select one data set over another data set uh, with, you know, some some very important variables missing or added that help tell a story one way or another. And call it science. And call it science. Let me just read a little. This is from this article by Dave Warren. And we're going to try to get him on the show and actually talk about this. Science versus scientism. While... while Writing while discovering, or I'm sorry, let's get this right. Writing while observing an explosion of technological advances until his death in 1963, Christian author C.S. Lewis explained that if science and reason were elevated to the highest value, reason would eventually replace God. Indeed, reason would become God. Now, reason says you do it the same way every time, and it always works out the same. Doesn't always work that way, does it? No, it doesn't. Do you believe, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you something. You know that there was, did you see that article this morning that said that depression, they've discovered in London Depression is not necessarily caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. What do pharmaceutical companies specialize in? They make drugs, pills. What are they? They're one-size-fits-all remedies. That is prescribed for each person this way. How many people did you know that had COVID or any other kind of ailment? Everybody experiences it differently. But we are told that science says it all always works this way. Everybody has to have the vaccine. 
it'll work this way and everybody is safe and effective if it when it goes from being science to the worship of science it now goes from free inquiry to control i couldn't agree with you more um <laughs> yeah and uh and of course as we're coming around you know the the fall season is upon us and the the push for the new variants of the covid and they yet, can't wait for them to get here can't can't wait and have seriously not stopped the push for you to go out and you know of course uh re-boosterize yourself um with that same original vaccine that you've already gotten two three or four um but you, you apparently need another one to keep you out of the hospital is i guess the of of by the way the same the vaccine of the same original vaccine same of, the, of the original variant it's all which, gone you know, that that thing's dead and I, gone i now. keep asking about that you know about the the flu vaccine don't, don't they change that every year don't they upgrade it to no there's too much they're, it's, they're making too much money off the old stuff why, why change it scientocracy this is in this letter written by dave warren after world war ii c.s lewis became concerned about scientific authoritarianism he warned both church leaders and those outside the church to about a new class of experts that could use science to dictate policy to everyone else expressing a similar concern at that time president dwight eisenhower warned that we should be alert to the danger that public policy could itself become captive to a scientific technological elite now one of the th the the one of the uh arguments against socialism is that people in a socialism socialistic uh, authoritarian state try to make policy for even the smallest kinds of decisions that, that are made on a daily basis they they try to get down into your lives and tell you how to do things typically these people have no understanding of where you live what the environments that you're living in are and how you deal with it they believe that in their wisdom they have a, a fix for you this is what scientific authoritarianism does and i would argue it's what the drug companies the pharmaceutical companies have been laying the groundwork for for decades this idea if you think of a drug as as the same thing as a piece of software it's chemical software it's biological software and we have this software that we're going to push down to everybody and it's gonna make you well doesn't matter what your problem is. It, it, it takes nothing into consideration of the fact that each person has their own genetic and biological makeup. Basically, in what's happened, and, and we talk about this in the third hour today, if you want to hang around for three hours, I mean, just get some popcorn. We are the best show in town. <laughs> but the other thing is to think about the idea that you are not the expert of yourself, you, you give up all your control of your money to either the state through taxes or some broker who knows more than you, and then you entrust your body 
and your own body chemistry and your own biological makeup to the technological scientific elite. Look no further to the management of pain and a little inconvenient truth that the heroin, Oxycontin, opiate epidemic that we currently experience in, the, in America today was caused by doctors, politicians, and big pharma. Sound familiar? I mean, you know, if you, if, if you are in the that bit, they knew better that, that giving you a pill, Oxycontin was the, was the best way and it was safe and effective. Oxycontin was sold as safe and effective for manage, managing all types of pain level. I've had it before. Uh, it worked for me for about three days. And then I started feeling the urge to take the whole bottle, grind it up, and snort it. No, I'm just kidding you. It's a joke. That's a joke. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't a joke for a I, lot of people. I know. It wasn't. But the, the thing of it is, I didn't really get a bang out of it. Morphine? <laughs> well, how quick, but how quick we are to, to, to embrace the safe and effective message without ever having explored or seen the other side let me just say this. Most of what life consists of for many people is pain avoidance. Yeah, I don't like pain. Pain is the only thing that's taught me. The reason I'm here is the summary. I am sitting here, the summary of all sorts of pain that I have endured. I don't, I've never found something that takes the edge off. Alcohol didn't work for me. Drugs didn't work for me. There's nothing that's been able to take away my pain, not only physical, but psychic. That That's a medical thing. I had to face it, go through it. And a lot of times what's on the other side of that is fear that somehow things are not going to be good. And then when you go through even that fear, you get to the other side of it and realize, you know what? I know more than these idiots do because I have faced my fear and my pain and, and my fear of not having a doctor or not having health insurance or not being able. So what? I suffer. Suffering can be good. Go back to that article that you brought up to begin with that we started out with. Um, one of the things that I that resonated with me was his uh, reference to C.S. Lewis. Who I'm I'm a big C.S. Lewis fan. Mm -hmm. um, love all his work. Now, you're, you're you might be a big fan, but you're not big. <laughs> so well, you're I am a big fan of C.S. Lewis. But, uh, you know, and he was criticized for being anti-science. Uh, C.S. Lewis was. But he and he wasn't. He believed in science, but he just. Um, felt that there was... Well, two of your favorite people, Martin Kulldorff, who helped create the Great Barrington Declaration, mm -hmm. and uh, Dr. Is it McCulloch? Malone? Which one? Mc uh, Peter McCullough. Yeah, Peter McCullough. Peter McCullough. Yeah. Those are two people that I know you've liked, roundly criticized by Fauci for having it, and this other guy, Dr. Collins, interesting they've even co-opted the christian church because 
Dr. Collins made this uh, tape or video with a guy named Rick Warren, very famous pastor, Saddleback Church, talking about how, you know, we should go through the churches to get people to understand that the that the um, uh, vaccines were safe and effective. Um, and, and Rick Warren sitting there uh, applauding it. The, the, the point is that it's not science if you get, if you uh, don't take hostage or you try to take hostages of people that don't agree with you. Well, and that's what we've said before um, in many prior weeks, which actually I want to get into in the second half, but um, suppressing the other side of the story so that you do not hear a healthy debate. Because if you heard a healthy debate, then what, what resonates as real and applicable to the individual would certainly, to me, shine through if it's well presented. Um, but, but you're not allowed that. Um, in fact, the other side of the of the story is suppressed at, at every turn. And I actually would like to discuss that on our second hour when we come back. Um, but it's second an int- half hour. Second half, yeah, second half, right. Second, second half of this hour. Um, and well, maybe some, some movement towards getting that. You can only that- discuss it if it's interesting. <laughs> well, I just don't know. I don't understand why you have to dig to find alternative opinions of, of a lot of people, not, not five crazy people, but thousands well, and think thousands about it. Think of Think about doctors. it a minute. It's always been like that. I, I know. That's it, why it's called research. Well, I mean, you know, nothing good is easy to find right away. Don't you ever get really, after you've done some digging, don't you kind of have this feeling of satisfaction of what you found? It's like you went down in the, in the hole and pulled out a rabbit kind of thing. Uh, I mean, do you not have that feeling? I'm sure you do. Absolutely. I know you do. You know, because if you were, um, if you, if, if you didn't vote for Biden, um, and regardless, uh, you are upset with his performance now, (laughs) you wouldn't know that. Some people aren't. You wouldn't know that. Still got 32% of them out there that think he's great. Well, absolutely. The media helped elect Joe Biden and the reporters, the, the, you know, the mass media has been his guard dogs since he has been in his presidency. Right. And I mean, they're, they're the ones that have, they sold him to America. As, as far as I'm concerned, they literally are number one. I agree. Hit me with some music. Oh, that is hilarious. I mean, has that ever happened to you before? Have you ever been blinded with science? <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't. This, did, did this come out in the 80s? Had to have been. Had to have been. It did, it did come out in the 80s? Has to have. Science. <laughs> this guy looks like Fauci. Lord, you've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. (laughs) Stay with us. We'll be right back with the second half of the first hour.
On the Tom Dupree Show. This is, uh, of course, the Allman Brothers from the album called Eat a Peach. I don't know what year that album came out, but I'm going to say 73. And uh, every song on it was just good. And um, anyway, uh, I don't know what to tell you. The state of Georgia, to me, fascinating place, full of contradictions. Traveled, uh, I, I think it's kind of gotten into my psyche all those years as a child driving to, through Georgia, going to Florida, going through Atlanta. I, now I'm somebody who wants to drive right through Atlanta and, in fact, get off in the rougher parts of town. I found the grave of Julian Bond in a neglected cemetery near in, a, in an area that half the houses were burned out. And here's this cemetery, obviously African-American, and got up in there and found Julian Bond's grave. This was in December, like six months ago, eight months ago, whatever it's been. He was a famous civil rights activist, and he's buried in a little tiny graveyard. Well, it's not tiny, but it's it's somewhat neglected. It's like, God almighty, how do you do something like How do you end up doing something like that? If I had to go back and find that place right now, I couldn't do it. It was out near Scott's Antique Market, which is kind of going towards the Atlanta airport. But you come back into town, and finally you come in right into downtown. I used to spend a lot of time there uh, when I was young. And uh, anyway, I, I don't know why I'm off on Atlanta. I know your daughter lives there, probably a different part of town than the one I was in. Decidedly. <laughs> but you know what? Even in the you, you were on a You were on a walkabout. No, even uh, in parts of what you would call the hood, mm-hmm. you'll find – a house that's been burned to the ground and nobody's cleaned it up. And then two doors down a million dollar plus townhome that somebody just built. Or, uh, it's even the neighborhoods that would be called, what do they call them in real estate? Transitional neighborhoods. 
seems the money's coming into that place. I mean, right. it's it's like it's like you wouldn't believe it. Well, so anyway, there there I don't know. I think it's going to get to a point one day where there is no hood anymore. It's just everybody's living in something nice. I mean, it's that way in Lexington now. All, All right, right, back to this thing. Can I go where I, I want to go? I think your house is the hood, actually, where you are. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I was talking about uh, on the first half that um, we were talking about having, you know, differences of opinion and being able Who to. Who said we were democratic on this show? Yeah, hey, now, hey, to now. Go where you want to go. Go ahead. All right. Well, I wanted to share. I mean, it's not going to make mainstream media share, news. Share, uh, Probably, but. Uh, Fauci and Biden officials were served subpoenas in lawsuits over the collusion to suppress free speech. And in fact, the ruling was issued just July 12th. So it's uh, it's fairly yawn, fa- fairly new. news. OK, who did what? this? Who, 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 who is subpoenaing? OK, them? so is it a federal, federal court? Yes. Federal court is granted a request by Missouri and Louisiana officials to obtain a, official um, information and documents from top ranking officials in the Biden administration over its alleged collusion that'll with social 20, media giants. Years. I mean, no, and it's given them a timeline. Um, yeah, anyway. but what are they going to do if they don't meet it? What are they going to send the federal mar- the Capitol Police after them? It I said, mean, so the ruling was issued on July 12th. Federal officials and social okay. media platforms must hand over documents and answer questions from officials from the two states within the next 30 days. Okay, but the this judge does ruled. vindicate some of what you've been talking about, which I admire the fact that you stayed on this. I'm just, and so tell me, tell people who haven't heard or who have heard, but forgot what you were saying a month, two months, three months, four months ago, and how this is beginning to corroborate that. Ooh, what was I saying? I've said so much in regards to what? Well, I mean, the gist of what you were saying. You know what the the, gist... Okay, you know, I mean, we were talking about social media giants. We're talking about Meta, which is Facebook, obviously, Twitter, YouTube, um, and then, of course, Google, which, you know, that's uh, the Google search element that weeds out your your curiosity and interest. You, You... you go in and you start. Yeah, it tells you what you need to be interested in. <laughs> right, and it and it, it takes away um, any of the things that would distract you from the narrative that they want, the safe and effective needle in every arm, no matter what age, what health, what health situation you're in, what other medications you're taking. Um, you know, people, there's a reason why they call it the clot shot. I, I was so shocked when I saw a an acquaintance okay. of mine who just had this huge clot taken out of her leg, okay, and she's I'll, wondering why she had it. And I'm thinking... Too much information. Okay, all right. All right. So, At any rate. Um, <laughs> so what the point that you're making is that the feds are actually coming after the feds? The, <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, something's wrong. So this this is, is not how it's supposed to I work. Mean, you know, they're going after. They're claiming that President Joe Biden himself, along with his some of his other officials, yeah, worked with the platforms to censor and suppress free speech, That's including wild. truthful information pertaining to the origins of the COVID nineteen virus, so, the effectiveness of masks, the election integrity, and security of voting by mail. As and uh, and along with that, you know, just as if, if anybody's forgotten Hunter Biden's laptop scandal and or the fact that we have arrested one woman for having a list of pedophiles, but nobody who was actually the pedophile. So are you talking about Ghislaine Max? Yeah. So as if we can just add anything more onto that story. But um, along right, the so go ahead. Let's don't get off of what we were talking about, which is the the wonderful paper that was written by 
Dave warned, as in warning. <laughs> He's warning you. That's like an incredible name for prophetic guy to have a guy who's like thinking about future stuff and where we're going his last name is warren w-a-r-n that's his name yeah i i saw that they warn okay it's just sometimes your name can be prophetic it's like remdesivir what is the only approved you know was what killing all these people in the hospital you know the actual professionals call it run death is near sorry God. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. What he says here is, let's look forward. It, the fourth point he makes, I didn't really read the first three, but fourth, during the next pandemic, yep. each pastor and Christian leader needs to provide spiritual guidance for their flocks. Did they do that this time? No. Not all whiffed. But most did. They did not pass the test of true pastors. Just didn't do it. Did our political leaders pass the test of true political leaders? No. I walked up and down these streets during the height of COVID. Did I ever see anybody from City Hall out on the street looking over his or her, in this case, her city. No, they were at home hiding under their desks. Hey, let, let's not forget that churches were considered inessential. I don't care. They were not considered I, essential businesses. I don't really businesses. care. But the if liquor you're looking for the government, open. if you're a church and you're looking for the government to give you your right to exist, you got to push back. I know one guy that did in Frankfort, Kentucky. You and I know him well. What a hero during that period. What a hero. He said. And I'm not going to give his name because I I don't want to blow his cover, but he did the right thing during that time. Well, But he he also did, he opened his door. He did not coerce his his flock to come in. He said the door is not closed to those that want to be there. That's the important thing. That's the important thing. So each pastor and Christian leader needs to provide spiritual guidance for their flocks. The word pestilence. The biblical word for pandemic and plague are found 115 times throughout the Bible. Clearly, God has an opinion about why. Wait a minute, how many times? 115. It's right here. Uh, Clearly, God has an opinion about why pestilence and plague start, how they can end, and how Christians can make a difference. And he, he quotes scripture. Second Chronicles seven thirteen through 14, God tells his people how he expects them to respond during a pandemic, not in fear, but all the churches were told to respond in fear. And many of them just said, okay, you're telling us we need to be afraid. We'll be afraid. And that's not what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to be afraid. And interestingly, um, churches that went to that all, you know, uh, remote all the time, um, if I understand correctly, their numbers have, have never been the and same. And they've never come back. They've never come back. People. Why thought, would they? Why yeah. would you? That First Chronicles is 7.14. I'm sorry. Second Chronicles 7.14 is, of course, the one we've all heard. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, 
and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now, the problem is today, none of us think that the thing called sin really exists, and that's for another show. I probably will do a show on that one day, but we don't think there's anything we need to be forgiven of. Why would we want to repent? So we think that a pestilence is simply pure science, germs. So we think the only way we're going to be safe is to keep wearing masks. Have you noticed mask wearing is going back up again? I saw five people over in this parking lot where I parked this morning, all getting out of the car, all wearing those stupid little light blue masks that, you know, are made out of, God, what are they made out of? This is nasty stuff. I don't want it touching my skin, that paper crap. Oh, I'm sure those things are really stopping germs from going. They're, they've been conditioned. There's so many people now. It's almost like their humanity's been taken away. Why? I don't want to see your, I don't want you seeing my face, who I am, you know. You know it, now, you had a really cute gator. I thought it went with your clothes. You know, it had, I, I it think had a, it was very fashionable. It had half of a skull uh, bottom Is on it. Is that what it had? I, it was, Where'd you get that? Yeah, okay. It looked cute. Well, you know. I mean, it went with your dress, didn't it? It's, it's just, it's interesting Do you think that more that the people have died. can be a uh, a fashion uh, statement? Statement, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, don't, you have seen some of them are like oh, hundred dollars. They've I mean, done their, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they do that to coordinate their outfits. That's it. I never own one. Um, more people have died in a regular flu season of upper respiratory upper respiratory in, infections than specifically, I think, of COVID nineteen uh, per the data. Okay. Um, so, but the interesting, the dif- what the difference is, is that coronavirus is like a virus with PR on stallion legs. Okay, I mean it's it's got it is. What is that supposed to mean? It's it's PR on stallion legs. Public relations, you know, PR. It it's it is gangbusters. You know, twenty four seven. In other words, it's war. It's told. It's we're told it's worse than twenty four seven every seven days a week. And 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 here's the interesting thing about it is that I said this on the radio show maybe an a year and a half ago, year and a year ago. I said, interestingly, um. That that the walk back was getting too far. Uh, that that for them to turn around and say, "Oh no, my there's bad. too much money in it." Yeah, my, you, my bad. You we made a mistake. No, hell no, 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 no. No, we're not going to say we were wrong. That the lockdowns <laughs> and the the isolation all of and it. the school Every closings bit of it. and all, all that. Of it. I kept saying that you it was cannot it was getting go back and say you were wrong. That you couldn't turn around you and cannot. say, Oops, "No, no, no, my no. bad." No, we can't made a do mistake. That. Well, do it. but think about it this way: it would open you up. You would be destroyed financially. I, I get it. I get the it. Lawsuits and whatever you can't do. no, and I wouldn't do it either. So, Listen, so, I, I if it were me, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't so, do it. So think about it. This it is way. me. No one. So and I still won't. So do what? It. What seems to have happened is that no one is going to get in trouble for the measures that were too draconian. They're not going to get in trouble for being too draconian. They get in trouble when they they were going to do too little, so they had to go overboard. Do you know, have you ever read about the Nuremberg trial? Yes, yes, and I keep waiting for it. (laughs) Well, you're going to be an old lady. You do not know. You already are. No, no, you're not. No, no, that was bad, bad. You're you're very well... 
I told you. You look lovely, darling. I told you that it's it is a it's a it's going to be in that moment that where people realize where I got it. Okay. Where people realize when they when they had that epiphany on what has happened in the next couple years over what's happened. The it's last going to take years. longer than that. And and here's the problem. So when you've bought into a lie, but look at these the enormity at, of how people have okay, been harmed. Look at let, let's let's look at on a different thing. Look at these pro-abortion protesters that are going around Washington D.C. and going to the houses of the justices. I I looked at a, a um, an article on it's the Heritage Foundation website. I can't think what's called. A woman that actually embedded herself in one of those marches <coughs> took a lot of uh, video. There was one place in there where. These people are crying, screaming over the fact that Roe v. Wade's been struck down. One girl, deranged, is saying, "We love to kill babies." Well, they're just yeah, trying it, to it, grab a tent. No, 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 no. There's something deeper. Fame. There, no, no. There's something deeper. There's. Uh, I saw some other people saying these people are psychologically broken. They are so psychologically broken and i think we're walking across a landscape nowadays of people who are psychologically and spiritually broken they're ruptured no wonder nobody wants to go to work because you can't be productive when you're this type of person and if you bought in to this liberal line which line which means you might be one out of two people in this country that really believes all this stuff your world is about to be shattered in ways that you never imagined. You're going to be subject to kinds of mental torture over the next several years as people begin to walk their way through this crazy cataclysmic stuff that's happened. But people who want the truth and are, are dogged about finding it are finally going to ruin your world. You know, it's not too late. As I said, you, when you, you can, realize the enormity you can of how you courses. have been harmed, it, it will be well, so Or you were part of that harming. I, I guess. I mean, it, and you you're know, talking you about been a part of it. what's science and what's not. And, you know, you're talking, you, you've brought, introduced the whole abortion thing, which is just, you know, it just gets so overwhelming. It's just so, there's so much going on. I've never felt like I have in the last two years. The, you know why the it is to you because you the, never would have thought. I mean, that's you're I just, not. I was just enjoying my you, life. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't encroach whoa, upon whoa. my. Well, now wait a minute. There. Individual that's freedoms. not how life works. I'm just saying that it didn't. Yeah. like it well, has life is in the war. last couple of years. Life's oh, a war. Okay, what it I was going to say has, was wake up. The shock and the awe, which you know, this is this is not about. And, and for anybody that uses the shock and awe, I just I just want to push back. But you know, it was this picture <laughs> of. It was this picture of this woman who was clearly eight to nine months pregnant with her bare belly, and she had written on it, "This is not a baby." And I thought, well, I beg to differ, you know, I beg to differ with you. All those young mothers who are, you know, and, and those families who are waiting with delight and glee and anticipation and love to welcome this this child. But people and, and have you're a, writing on your belly, your nine month belly. This it is could not have a been baby. super. That you never know nowadays. It might be. Somebody might have, you know. Uh, no, it was it was at a it was at a march. She, you know, she was it was fair. she was doing it for shock. It was just yeah. for shock. So, I, I, it's it is it is amazing to the levels. I look at the physical and human degradation. That I you say see, she. I don't know if it was a she or not. You see downtown. 
I don't either. I wasn't there. Didn't see the picture. The, the, the things that you see downtown in Lexington just sometimes, I mean, just human, I mean, you, you can say, well, everybody's life matters, but they don't matter if they don't matter to them. I mean, in other words, the only thing that makes a life worth having is that person who's living that life having self-respect. If you don't have self-respect, you know, if, if you don't care about what happens to you as a person, then your life is not going to be worth living because it'll never attain to what it should have been or could have been. And I don't know what to say about that. Well, to end on a, a, a interesting little note, Miriam Webster, Miriam Webster, the dictionary has bowed to the the new mode of thinking, and they have a new definition for female, which has been added as one B having a gender identity that is the opposite of male, which is right. Keep going. Well, I'm just saying that made up of usually adult members of the female sex, but that now they have uh, a new designation for the transgender, the the uh, the individual that identifies as female. So, so there you go. There bring you it go. up. Things are changing. Yeah, but that's just because Webster says it. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio six thirty. WLAP. The finance guys are in the wings. 